Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone, this is The Roman Show, the final episode of 2016, and we end this year with a bombshell, and that's Amanda Nunes, the UFC bantamweight champion, joins us on the program to talk about her title defense at UFC 207 this weekend. This plus much more on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Blind, go. We're going to fly. GNC, we're going to go. Don't do Control, go. Go, go. FAO, we are go. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom, we're going to fly. Launch control, this is Houston. We are going to launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Roman Show. 2016 is, has finally uh, come to an end. Uh, I am Rodolfo Roman, your host, alongside my co host, Mr. George Alonzo. George, a lot of people want 2016 to end. Yeah, and I finally want you to get it right. It's dashing. George Alonzo, and of course I have to introduce my my famous of all famous drinks, my tropical fruit mojito. <laughs> so you had the uh, we had the strawberry, the watermelon, and now we got the delicious tropical tropical fruit mojito. All right, mojito, not mojito, mojito. Exactly, the real men's drink. All right, guys, just want to get this out of the way. January twenty first. Make sure you get your tickets. In uh, Coral Gables, Florida, Titan FC returns to action. They just announced it. It's going to be Jose Shorty Torres defending his flyweight title against Pedro Nobre, uh, a former UFC fighter himself. And uh, it's going to be a great, great main event there. The flyweight title on the line. Titan FC 43, January 21st. Uh, That is in Coral Gables, Florida. If you cannot make it, well, you can watch it live on UFC Fight Pass. And also January 7th at the Bahia Mar in Fort Lauderdale. Great amateur action. Part of the XFN uh, promotion, which is going to deliver some great stuff. And it's uh, the semifinals of the Tournament of Titans. The winner of that tournament will get a contract to Titan FC. So obviously that final will be uh, at the upcoming month, which is actually in uh, well, we in February. So we'll conclude and we'll have a, a winner and uh, that person will then debut in Titan FC. Well, we got that out of the way. Just a quick shout out uh, also to uh, Athlon Rub, Athlon Rub. Check them out, athlonrub.com for some great, great, great rehab to your body. You want to put it before, during, or after training and you're going to see your body just heals absolutely great. Check them out. That is AthlonRub.com. And last but not least, Fire Nice Chirotherapy. Check that out. Uh, we talked about it last week, how good it is. It freezes up your body, but all the pain goes away. Check them out. FireNice.com. Uh, our good friend, UFC fighter Hector Lombard uh, and his wife, Lauren. Shout out to them. Thanks so much again. Uh, great stuff. If you want to check it out, use it for your body to heal. Well, we're going to get things going here with MMA Showdown as we wrap up 2016. 
Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. George, mixed martial arts obviously in 2016 had a lot of highlights, but let's just kick things off here in this uh, segment with obviously Conor McGregor. He did a first. It was the first time ever that anyone in the UFC has held two titles simultaneously. He did that when he defeated Eddie Alvarez in, um, was it two months ago in November? In November in New York, he beat Eddie Alvarez to win the lightweight title, and at the same time, he was the featherweight title. The UFC made him relinquish it. Now he is no longer the owner of two titles. He's the owner of the lightweight title, but that was history. Brock Lesnar made his return to the UFC. John Jones got busted with illegal substances, uh, substances as he was the main event of UFC 200, the big mega blockbuster event. That got shut down when he was going to defend, uh, or actually, the titles are going to be uh, unified uh, at UFC 200 with, with DC, Daniel Cormier, and him. And also, UFC purchased, no longer with the Fertitta brothers, Zufa was owning the big company. That was a major story in uh, the UFC, in mixed martial arts in general. Of course, we had so many individuals who passed away, unfortunately, Jordan Parsons being one of them. And, of course, Kimbo Slice, George. Yeah, that, talking about a nice uh, uh, reign in 2016 uh, for not just UFC, but MMA in general, because UFC, of course, carries the flag of the MMA world right now, not to, you know, think small of the other companies, but it, it's the truth. They're like the WWE of MMA, where all the MMA fighters want to be. But basically, yes, you, you're 100% right. Great year to me. The biggest standout of everything, of everything of 2016, <laughs> was CM Punk's little quick first-round knockout. <laughs> Damn right. And let someone hate me for it. Because here's a man that disrespected everyone and anything from his past to his current, from the wrestling to MMA, and he got what came to him. I'm sorry. Which, mind you, Stephanie McMahon took a jab at CM Punk today in Chicago uh, on Monday Night Raw, where the fans were chanting for CM Punk. And she said, hey, that chant lasted longer than the two minutes and, and change. Uh, in other words, she's referring to the fight of Mickey Gunn and CM Punk. It just didn't go too well for him. Uh, of course. And, and uh, listen, apparently rumors are speculating that he's going to have another fight in UFC two, uh, in 2017. I can't wait to see another maybe one minute round on that one. See, I, I, and I understand the point of view as far as entertainment. He will sell. Look, the hype was there. It, it took him more than a year to actually get inside a, an octagon. But... What, who would you put this guy up against? Uh, all right, fine, you're going to give him an amateur, you know, a guy that's just coming fresh out of amateur. But, you know, at, at the same time, you don't want to make this guy uh, or build him up as much as they did in when he made his debut in the UFC. I don't think, I think people know already, they exposed that he is, he doesn't walk the walk or talk the talk in MMA. So you got you to gotta give him a bum. Give him Jason David Frank. Everyone's been asking for that fight since CM Punk even announced his MMA career. Give us Jason David Frank versus Phil CM Punk Brooks. See, 
and and yes, it's legitimate JDS. He is a legitimate mixed martial artist. He has a fight or two under his belt, and of course, not accounting the amateur fights. But to the MMA fan, the true MMA fan, or to the person that's followed this sport really heavily, it's kind of like a slap to the face because you're getting two guys that have come from the entertainment world, and now you get them to go at it toe to toe inside an octagon. So in a way, it kind of takes away from the credibility. So many people will be upset of that. Not, not really, because Jason David Frank, actually, before he entered the world of entertainment, the man was started studying martial arts. So it was in his background since day one. He has a black belt. You know, the man knows his stuff when it comes to MMA and martial arts, whereas in Phil Brooks just said, hey, let me give this a shot. I, I, you know, I was crying and, and all that stuff because I was too injured in, in the world of wrestling. Let me let me try to give this a shot and see when I could cry there too. Why don't you put CM Punk versus uh, the Rio? He's he's also an MMA fighter. He's fought. Uh, could be. Uh, I can't really even think about anyone else. Uh, you could put him in. Uh, wasn't one of the Silver Brothers actually asking to fight him too? Yes, uh, they were, but I I I don't remember which one. Oh, it was the D's, but okay. Yeah, all I gotta say is I I really want to see how this is gonna turn out because two losses in less than a minute, maybe. Yeah, I I don't I don't see that. I mean, yes, I maybe if you put him like on a free TV, all right, but I don't think you should put CM Punk on a pay per view. I think it's it's just well overdue. But you're right. That was a really good point as far as highlight 2016 CM Punk making his debut. Finally, after he was supposed to make his debut way before, and until finally he made it in 2016. Wasn't his wait so worth it? <laughs> okay, now let's talk. Of course, we looked a little back there at 2016. We can go on and on with the subject. But one thing is for sure is that Cain Velasquez, the former heavyweight champion, will not be competing at the upcoming UFC 207 fight card. He, uh, he didn't make the... Um, the prior engagement as far as uh, uh, medical doctors did not clear him to fight at UFC 207. He will not be fighting for Beast of Doom. It was a rematch that many people wanted to see. And, you know, it, it really sucks for Cain Velasquez. This guy's a, a champion. He, he's a great fighter. But just injuries have really haunted him. And many, George, have gone on uh, to speculate that, you know, it, it, it's probably time that Cain Velasquez hangs up his, uh, his gloves. Yeah, it's it's sad. He's actually one of the best uh, stand-up fighters of the game, and it's going to be sad to see if someone like that has to walk away from the business. You know, it kind of resembles a lot of like uh, also to think back in 2016, the retirement of uh, or the UFC retirement of the great Dan Henderson. You know, one of the best stand-up fighters in in practically the world. You know, and we had to see him walk away. Can this be our second one in Cain Velasquez? We hope not, but it has. If it has to be done, it has to be done. But damn, what what a loss it will be. First Dan, and now him. Yeah, and and Cain Velasquez is a young guy, and he's in his thirties. However, you know, you, you have Dan Henderson. He's in his forties. He's been in the game for a long time. But Cain Velasquez has, I know, has a lot more to give. It's just unfortunate that the injuries have really plagued him. And uh, it's pretty unfortunate. Now, Ronda Rousey making a return. Amanda Nunes making her first title defense at UFC 207, December 30th. It's going to happen this weekend. But before we talk about that, we welcome Amanda Nunes. On December 31st, Justin Gaethje 
and the World Series of Fighting will be making their debut in New York in Madison Square Garden. That is going to air on actual on NBC. And um, Justin Gaethje is going to fight Bruce Capet, uh, who trains here in South Florida, actually, with the Black Zillions. Uh, a great ground guy, but stand-up-wise, uh, he's not up to par with Justin Gaethje. So not only is that title on the line, but you have several other fight, uh, titles on the line on that big mega blockbuster card, December 31st, and that will be on NBC coming to you live from Madison Square Garden in New York City. Well, Amanda Nunes, I said, defending her title. One thing that really just really got me at rate, George. This year, Conor McGregor was set to be in the UFC 200 fight card against uh, Nick Diaz. You know, we all remember the, well, the rematch and so forth. That's great. You know, after they had it earlier this year, they wanted a rematch at 200, and they were beating each other up verbally and so forth. And Conor McGregor gets kicked out of the UFC 200 main event because he didn't meet any media obligations. Ronda Rousey has stated that she will not be participating in any media obligations leading up to UFC 207 when she faces Amanda Nunes. Same goes for Amanda Nunes. Of course, Ronda Rousey did say that she had a conversation with Dana White and the UFC. And he says, listen, I will fight, but I don't want to do any media. She says she feels stabbed by the media after her first loss last year against Holly Holm. Now, and I'll do respect to Ronda Rousey, but she's being a big baby here. You know, you're going to lose. It was your first loss. You know, all right, maybe not your last. Many people lose in MMA. Many people lose in life in general. And now you're just crying, and, and you don't want to address the media. You don't want to address the fans. They're not having any open workouts, which they have every single pay-per-view, every single fight uh, card that they have. She has restrained herself from that because she's focused on her return. The only media that she has done is Ellen DeGeneres and Conan. She's doing the big guys, the talk shows, of course, because they're not going to ask her any details about the whole loss. But this is pretty shameful, man. It is shameful, and uh, it, it it sounds more like a drama or calling for attention than anything. But again, it, it's not about you know Ronda doing media or not. I, I, listen, I know we have discussed this plenty of times, and I'm going to say it again. Amanda Nunes, what they're doing to her, whether it be on purpose or not, they're fueling a fire under a woman that is extremely dangerous. And for the fact that Dana continues to push all the focus on Ronda and ignore a dangerous woman like Nunes, bad idea. Extre extremely bad idea. Because again, like we discussed last week, Amanda Nunes is a woman that could hit like a man. And last time I checked, Ronda, as powerful as she is, I don't think she could take a full, maybe what, 100 mile an hour punch from a man. So this is a very, very dangerous opponent. Probably her most dangerous in her entire career. And the fact that they're putting this over Amanda Nunes, 
Oh, I could only imagine the fire that's burning in her heart right now. Well, George, we were lucky enough to speak to Amanda Nunes here on the Roman Show, and she voices her opinion on her thoughts on how the UFC has built UFC 207 behind Ronda Rousey's return. We get the inside scoop on how she truly feels about Ronda Rousey's return. You know, does she have what it has to what it has to to, to bring to the octagon? Will she have? Does she even have a shot at uh, coming close to giving Amanda Nunes a challenge? Well, these questions will be answered in the upcoming interview with Amanda Nunes, our final interview of the year here on The Roman Show. I also want to invite everyone to go to our YouTube channel. We had several video interviews on our channel. That's uh, Roman 201 Check that out. Take a look at all the interviews we had this previous year. Remember, it is when we have BJ Penn on the program here. Check that out. And uh, visit our website, theromanshow.com, and our Twitter account so you can see and stay up to date with everything that we have to have her here on the offer on the Roman Show. But Amanda Nunes, right here on the Roman Show, listen to her and what she has to say to her opponent, the returning, the comeback of Ronda Rousey exclusively on the Roman Show. The, the defending the title for the first time, Amanda. I feel great. I'm happy. The whole training was very smooth, and I'm ready to go. Ready for the moment. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, Amanda. I, I remember talking to you back. Uh, I don't know, maybe what, three, four years ago, when you said that this was your dream fight. This is the fight that you've always wanted. How, how does it feel now that? Finally, your your dream has come true, and, and better thing about it, you're a champion at it, coming in as a champion. Yeah, it's, it's a very good moment for me, and five round of rallies, you know, people still think she's still great in the past, and, you know, it's going to be amazing. Uh, I will defend the belt against her, and then take this fight over and take this belt with me and make statements in this division is going to be awesome. Now, Amanda, do you feel that, that Ronda is coming in with a lot of pressure? Just take a look at the promoting. Obviously, there's a lot of promoting about her, a little bit about you. Do you think that adds more pressure onto her because she's getting all of this attention? Uh, for for side, yes, I think, uh, uh, honestly, I don't know, because you, she knows she has to be ready, she knows UFC, uh, change, change their mind to put MMA in, in the UFC because her, she knows the, uh, the, the promo is going to be like, this has to be ready, you know, I think she's, she's very smart girl, she knows. Uh, this is gonna be huge like that because all, all the friends want to see when the runs come back, and I think she's she's ready for for all these these noisy what she make with her name. Honestly, I think she's ready, and I don't I don't know say what I said much about that. Mm-hmm. You know, what 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 type for of me, for me for uh-huh. me for my side. For my side, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. For my side, I'm okay with it. You know, mm-hmm. they keep 
the belt in my house and I'm the champion. The only thing that I, that I, the, the, the only thing means for me, I be the champion and be the happy, you know? The next week, that's it. What type of Ronda Rousey do you think we're going to see? She's been out of action for one year. Uh, it could have as, as, as good and it could have as bad. Do you think we're going to get a, a fierce Ronda Rousey? Uh, her, her mental game could also be impacted. I mean, what are you preparing for? Honestly, I expect the best Ronda Rousey. You know, she's still dangerous. She's, she's still a very strong opponent. And I train for, for like, the best one around and I don't look like I don't I don't try to think about she stays so long away for the the cage like that but I'm gonna be there ready for you know everything I can I can think anything else mm-hmm. now uh, Amanda Ronzi has said that this could possibly be her last fight or at least one of her last fights. Um, a good friend of yours, Jessica Aguilar, I remember that uh, she fought Megumi Fuji. You know, she trained with you, Jessica Aguilar, and it was one of her dreams to fight her idol. She did it, and then she actually ended up fighting Megumi, fight, uh, Megumi Fuji in her last fight. How would it feel that, you know, you, you go on, you fight Ronda Rousey, and it happens to be her last fight, and you go on and she retires. How would it feel that you, you defeated your idol and she goes on to retire? What would that mean for you? Uh, it's, I don't, I don't, I really don't know, like, she wanna retire, she's going to, mm-hmm. you know, he, if she retire, retire me, I think she, she do the, the, the smart thing, she have everything she, she want already, she have money, she do the movie, she do everything, and, uh, I don't think she want anything else, because this belt she's not gonna have anymore, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she wanna have a baby too, she wanna be a mommy, I think this is great, you know. I want to be a mommy one day too. Mm. I'm gonna take a couple more fights and then and then have a family too, you know. I think she she's gonna do the best decision for her, and you know I think she have her timing, like always I say. Mm-hmm. Oh, she have her timing, but right now is my timing. And this belt not gonna go anywhere because I'm not gonna let it. I'm not gonna let it happen. And whatever after this fight she wanna do with her life, it's gonna be with her. So now let's talk about you because I noticed that uh, Los Angeles gave you um, with an, an equality uh, uh, certificate. So do, do you find yourself not being uh, an activist for the, the LGBT uh, community? I'm happy, and my sister just texted me this morning, this morning, the picture, and then I'm very happy to, I went to get the award, and it was beautiful, and I'm, I'm so thankful, and yeah, you know, I think it, uh, my life has been great, you know, I have my girlfriend, I have my, my dream coming true, everything come together in my career, my life. And I want to share with people my life, you know, with my girlfriend, how great it is. And try to help people that, you know, don't struggle to, to show people their life. You know, I think through me, Nina, show our life, I think 
people struggling to go through this. And if people look at me like the, the face of the LGBT, I'll be, I will be there, you know? And I'm here to help it. I don't want to only be a champion, but I want to help do something for, for this planet and keep it, be a good person, be good, do good, good things, you know? This is the only thing that I, that I think. Would you walk with with the LGBT or the the the, the gay flag? Because I, I, I haven't seen you done that. Will you walk with the gay flag, or do you wear something representing the colors uh, to the octagon? No, I I don't. But if he, people ask me, I talk about things like that. But I don't know you. I'm not gonna do that. Well, Amanda, I know you're very busy, and uh, you got a lot of these interviews, so I want to thank you for your time, and uh, represent South Florida, and uh, and we'll catch you live on December 30th against Ronda Rousey. Thank you. Thank you so much. See you soon. Thank you, thank you. Well, everyone, reality check that you heard it, though. Uh, this is a segment of reality check you heard from Amanda Nunes talk about her title defense at UFC 207. You don't want to miss that pay-per-view. This Friday, December 30th, right before the year's end, George, you're going to get a blockbuster pay-per-view. You also got Dominic Cruz defending his title on that program. George Wrestling, WWE, TNA, uh, to me, one of the biggest highlights, believe it or not, is a total non-stop deletion, Apocalypto, that's just, this is me. But uh, a lot of things happened this year around, especially uh, we're in the WWE. But before we talk a little bit of Roundup, a little look back at what the year was in 2016, Big Van Bader went on uh, the internet uh, in, a, in a video interview with uh, Hannibal TV and gave his opinion uh, on his comments on Chael Sonnen, and he actually called him Kale Sonnen. Vader said that Kale Sonnen, he didn't even know who the heck he was, after Chael Sonnen called out Vader for missing his podcast. Chael Sonnen insulted him. He said there's a whole thing about him being sick and dying in two years. It's just a lie. He pretty much buried Vader. Vader now comes out and actually challenged him to a match in his pro wrestling ring that he has in the backyard. And he says he's 60-something years old. About 63, I think it was. He can still bench press 345. And he welcomes this quote-unquote kid to the wrestling ring in his backyard in Denver, Colorado. Or in Boulder, Colorado, I think it was. In Colorado in general. George, first and foremost, what's the deal with Vader? Is, does he really have two years to live? That's the thing going around now, you know, on the World Wide Web. You know how the World Wide Web is. They they say this, and it's not true. I, 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 man, 2016 has been full of hoaxes, too, okay? It's not all freaking happy-go-lucky stuff. So I don't know what to believe anymore when it comes to that whole Vader thing. But, hey, Chael has always wanted to be a wrestler. This is his opportunity. I agree. Uh, and, and that's super a great opportunity, but... When I saw that video, man, he looked fine to me. You cannot, what's the word? Uh, you cannot judge by how a person looks because you never know what they're hiding inside. 
So it, it like it, it's kind of like depression. Just because you're smiling doesn't mean that you're not sad. So it, it's it's basically that you know it's it, it's a, if he has two years to live, you know he is gonna work with DDP Yoga. So maybe that could help in some way. DDP has saved people before, but got hoping. We'll see. We'll see when the time what happens. Hopefully, does sudden his part because that'd be pretty cool to hear. Well, Batista went on the record after a fan suggested that Batista and The Rock meet at WrestleMania 33 in Orlando, Florida. And Batista basically said, "Listen, that's just that's just not gonna happen." And, and the fan went ahead as far and added added in the uh, tweet, "Hey, I might as well throw in there Vin Diesel or Triple H as a guest re- uh, reference." Yeah. Uh, listen, I w- I I would not want to see that. I, I don't know about you. I, that's not something a match that I would like to personally see. Yeah, oh, you're talking about the first first one? Oh, God. <laughs> Don't even get me started. This will probably be just as bad. Uh, you know, I, I, I like, though, the Brock Lesnar, and this is now leading into 2016 and some of the highlights that we had this year. Goldberg's return, you know, over, I mean, over 10 years it was? Yeah, give or take. It was, yeah, I, uh, 10, 10. yeah, about 10 years. Yeah. 10 years, he finally made his return to the WWE. He looked, he looked in great shape. And we got what less than three minutes of a match. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, <laughs> less than a minute actually. But again, like the uh, personally, me, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was one of those people that were upset, you know, about such a huge buildup for a like 30 second match. Uh, <laughs> I'll accept my fault. I was one of those, you know, and and I'm not saying I'm jumping on the bandwagon uh, uh, for this match or for the build. You know, coming up at WrestleMania, but I have to say, it, it made for good story. You know, I, I I'll admit it. I, I'll admit when I was that I jumped quickly to a conclusion. I'll I'll set the fault and say, listen, this is the best lead up to the rematch at WrestleMania. I agree. I totally agree. I think it's, it was a great thing, and and it made it really surprising. It's not something that you expected because. We all thought, oh, well, Brock Lesnar's going to win. He's not going to lose. No way in hell. And it was great. It, it built that, like, okay, what's going to happen next? And now they have him in Royal Rumble. You know very well that they will face off somehow, some way in WrestleMania. Just yeah. a squat. No, yeah, exactly. But the, the thing is, is that, the, it, to me, it, it, it's gone to a point that you could actually watch WrestleMania and be like, are they going to have another 30-second match? Or is Brock Lesnar going to beat him in 30 seconds? Or are we going to see more, like, impact? Or what are you going to bring us this time? How are we going to be surprised? Like, they surprised us already plenty of times. What else can they give us? So that's what I'm saying. Time will, will basically tell what's going to happen now with WrestleMania. But for at least the beginning portion of it, it's a great, great way to write the story. That I, I'm a fan. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. New Day breaking the record of holding the tag titles. That was great. You also had the debut of, of these three guys that we were never, never in our minds ever anticipated. And I'm talking about Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson uh, yeah. and AJ Styles. Yep, the uh, I would never forget how much the internet was buzzing 
when first they were talking about AJ, Carl Anderson, and, and Luke Gallows. Like, the internet would not stop talking about the situation. Like, it was constant, oh, status of AJ Styles, status of the Bullet Club, status of this, oh, the Bullet Club, uh, Bullet Club members so-and-so are coming. You know, it, it, like, it would be a list of ongoing situations <laughs> of the Bullet Club, and finally, they finally arrived, AJ, of course, debuting at the Royal Rumble, and then, of course, uh, Anderson and Gallows, debuting on a Monday Night Raw during a Newsos match. Let me just say this. That has to be my favorite thing of 2016, seeing the club in the WWE, by far. Yeah, it was something really, whoa. And the split up of the brands, SmackDown and Raw. Raw and SmackDown. We haven't seen a brand split in in a good long time, actually. And uh, basically, I, I I look forward to seeing what the future holds because apparently you're not going to see no more cross-promotion matches. That that was done. That was done at Survivor Series. No more cross-promotion. Now, also, one thing I want to mention is the, the, ev- the Evolve of Braun Strowman. Let me tell you something. Here's a guy that when you first saw him on TV, you automatically said, man, that guy sucks. <laughs> like as far as his wrestling style, his his character, but damn, did he shut us all up? Like at this time, at the end of 2016, the man has evolved. He keeps on getting better. He looks like he's losing weight, gaining more muscle. This is a guy that I could tell that Vince McMahon has the the green flag all over, saying the future champion. To me, he reminds me of a mixture of a Brock Lesnar and a Big Show. Just with a with a long beard, <laughs> yeah. But like I, I'm telling you, I feel like Braun Strowman will be a future WWE World Champion. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Well, this pretty much wraps up this year's uh, final episode of the Roman Show. Also, like to look back at the world in uh, in in, uh, in rock. As I, because I know we got one final segment here in the Roman Show, and as I know everyone is really, really, really uh, anticipating yeah. it. Oh yeah, I'm reading some. Junk right now is yeah yeah yeah. Go on. I'm, All right. Well, before you before you do your thing, I'd like to give a, a little roundup of of metal here. Many things happen in the world of rock and roll. Um, of course, we lost so many legends in music. Before, like we just did George Michael. We lost Prince. Uh, we lost David Bowie. But in a, on a on the same note, we got some good stuff. That's Metallica came back with an album. Event Sevenfold dropped an album. Green Day, Blink-182, Sum 41, Good Charlotte. These are all punk bands that came back, mainstream bands that came back with albums, and they did pretty good. Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, dropped an album as well. So it was a pretty good year in rock as well. And uh, 2017, I pretty much anticipate the same thing, uh, as a lot of music is expected to come uh, this year. Killswitch Engage is another band that dropped uh, another album. I wouldn't doubt maybe Bring Me the Horizon drops another album this coming year. Uh, Corn dropped an album this year as well. Uh, so a lot of music, 2017. I'd love to hear what music was your favorite or what band's album was your favorite this year in 2017. Tweet it to at the Roman Show. Love to hear your opinion. Now, George, the moment that we've all been waiting for before we kill this last episode of 2016. Let it rip. I... I Man, this one's just straight to the point. I, I, I love this one. Man, okay. 
This one comes <laughs> for San Francisco, California, from uh, Michael. And he says, Dear George, at least it doesn't say love or anything. Dear George, how can I get my girlfriend to love me more? <laughs> uh, I love these. I love these advice emails. Okay. Three things. Better hygiene. Better car. I don't think your girlfriend will ever love you because you're just not as dashing as me. And she was probably with me the entire time. Plain and simple. There it is. The great, highly anticipated emails of the dashy one, George Alonzo. If you want to ask a question and you want to get some advice from the man himself, send us an email at info at com. He will read your email and he will give you a response right here on the program. George, any final notes on 2016? Stop trying to be dashing. That's my job. Very simple put. Guys, thanks so very much for uh, supporting us on the year 2016. We've got a lot of good stuff happening in 2017. It's an odd number. And actually, uh, one of our first guests of the New Year is Corey Hollis. You saw him on uh, TNA, uh, Total Nonstop Deletion Apocalypto. He and uh, his boy uh, Skyler teamed up, and they were part of the whole uh, tag team manifesto type of thing they had going on. John Schuyler, known as the Bruiser Weights. Man, what would Matt Hardy have called them? The Weights of Bruiser? What? I wonder. Something like that. But, you know, we got a lot of stuff happening this year. Uh, of course, we got WrestleMania 33 coverage uh, on Reality Check and here as well on the Roman Show. So tune in. We got a lot of great stuff. Make sure you uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Roman 201 Follow us on Instagram, that's Roman Show Media, also on Facebook as well with the same name, and on Twitter at The Roman Show, and you can always find us on our website, theromanshow.com. Thanks so very much. Have a good and happy new year. We'll catch you in 2017.